welcome back to Vibing in Valentino. I hope you guys have had a wonderful week. Before we get into our conversation with our guest of the week, you know the spiel. I just want to remind you that you can purchase my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong. It's suitable for at-home or in the gym. You can also purchase my at-home workout equipment set. It's called the goodie bag. It's super cute. It's pink. It comes with a super heavy booty band that I absolutely love and use at least twice a week. Um, and I only do legs three times a week. So yeah, it takes up a lot of my routine. Um, and a pair of core sliders that I love to spice up my planks. Or you can book a one hour consult with me. We can talk about anything you want. Boy drama, friendship drama, if you guys just want some fitness and diet advice customized and tailored to you, we can do that. Um, you can do all that at my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, let's get right into our conversation this week. Our guest this week is a strategic dating expert, an author, and a YouTuber where she dishes out some real, no-holds-barred, level-up advice. Michaela Pink, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm very, very, here. very excited. I'm a huge fan of your YouTube channel and all of the advice that you give us ladies. So first of all, tell us about yourself, where you're from, all the basics. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'm Michaela Pink, as you know. <laughs> I am um, in Houston, Texas. That's where I'm from. And um, let's see, I just recently got married. I'm a mom of three. Thank you. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm a mom. Um, I started YouTube probably about three, three years ago now. So I've been doing it for a little while. And um, yeah, that brought me here. I have learned so much just from watching your YouTube videos and just how to approach dating. How did you become a strategic dating expert? Well, um, I was recently, well, not recently, but like a couple of years ago, I was in another marriage mm -hmm. um, and I was not satisfied like at all. Yeah. And so I was searching um, for, you know, just, you know, you go and, you get frustrated and you just start Googling stuff, searching online and how to make him do this and how to, you know, I'm trying to figure out what in the heck can I do or what happened? What's the breakdown in my marriage, basically? Right. right. And so then I came across um, some other some YouTube videos and started down that bunny trail and got in some Facebook groups and stuff. And um, when I did get in these groups, there was loads of information. I mean, women who were, you know, dating at the time and they were giving advice. Um, some of them were like uh, people who were in the uh, like sex industry and things mm -hmm. like that. And so they were given like real time, like this is what you do type of advice. So I was writing it down I'm like, oh, I need to be, you know, doing some of this stuff. And so um, from that, I just started applying the stuff that I, I was learning. And I, I was going on like date after date after date. Yeah. I just started like 
viciously dating and um that's kind of that's kind of how I how I did it you know I uh-huh. was trying to get out of my marriage and I was like I can't leave this one without like some sort of backup right. so um I just started dating like sometimes three or four times a day like it was crazy stop so. three or four times a day <laughs> How did you, okay, how did you schedule that out? Was it like a coffee, lunch, and dinner? Oh, yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then sometimes, like, if I had, like, a, oh, meet me here, I'm going to be at so-and-so, then, you know, that's where the, like, four would come in or whatever. But, yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So our listeners are pretty well-versed on femininity by now and what that kind of means because, um you know, I've touched a lot on this topic before. So I kind of just want to get right to the point with you. One of the biggest issues that I think women face is emotional mastery, which is something that you talk a lot about. So how should we handle conflict with the men in our life or our partner and remain in control and in our feminine? Like, should we, how do we how do we compose ourselves when we are in an argument with somebody? I, I agree um, with you as far as the biggest issue being um, emotional mastery. Mm-hmm. And I did a whole a whole course on emotional mastery, yeah. actually. But um, how should you handle conflict? Um, so this this is the thing that I really just kind of perturbs me. A woman cannot remain in your feminine. Your feminine is not something you remain in. You're feminine because you're a woman. Now, getting back to your feminine essence and and being a woman is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Being being submissive is not necessarily being a woman, but being, you know, if you're in the presence of a man, it's going to cause you to be feminine because there's there's energies there and there's, you know, a um there's a a duality that has to remain in mm-hmm. all relationships basically right so um so that's a thing that's kind of like the getting out of the idea that oh i gotta remain in my feminine you have to remain in whatever is you some women are are masculine but the natural essence of a woman is feminine right right, right. so that's the first thing then the next thing um how do you ever fight how or how should you fight or argue with a partner yeah um that is not something that is necessary, in my opinion. If you have to fight with someone or if you have to argue with someone, then that's, especially a man, then that's a situation that you shouldn't even be in in the first place. A man who wants you is going to want to make you happy. And you have to start it off with being good at communicating. So right. from the beginning, he knows that I like, you know, um, I don't know. I like roses on every Friday or I enjoy Valentine's Day, which is coming up, you mm-hmm. know, like certain things like that are communicated when you're getting to know someone. So to fight and argue is totally unnecessary because not that men are going to win, but men are more logical. If you want to fight with the man, you're going to be naturally more emotional because you're a woman. Right. So he's going to be logical and totally shut down and you're going to, you know, be fighting and you're going to end up on the emotional losing end because he's more in control of his emotions. So I don't argue at mm-hmm. all. I say what I have to say. And if it gets done, it gets done. If it doesn't, then I remove myself in the situation. And, you know, that's normally when stuff gets to moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. 
I don't I don't argue. I don't argue at all because it's a losing battle. I'm I'm emotional and as most women are. Right. And men will just totally shut down and you'll be like ah, frustrated yeah. and he doesn't care either way, you right. know. So I don't think there's a place for that, honestly. Okay, so how do you set those kinds of standards early on in a in a relationship? Like how how soon first of all? Like first date well so especially now with all the things going on you yeah. have to talk on the phone right? right right so there's um you know during conversation like if he gets a little testy or there's always a way to set a boundary boundaries have to be set early so i'm not going to allow him to control how long we talk on the phone or if we talk on the phone or anything like that because I'm, um, I have stuff to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when you came into my life, I was a whole person with all these other ideals. So I just kind of assert that from the beginning. And if there's a time when, you know, something goes against what one of my boundaries is, then I will shut it down immediately. Yeah. I have very, very strong boundaries with, um, the people that I talk to. So I do it immediately. I don't, I mean, I don't, sometimes, conversations don't even really lead to dates because you can find out a lot just by talking over the phone and how somebody would deal with conflict or, you know, would deal with um, romantic ideals and things like that. So um, I, I get all that information very early on. If our partner is going through a particularly stressful time, like with work or with anything, how can we be there for them without making them feel like you know, we are doing too much. Like, we are still the prize. Um, so, the prize, <laughs> this is a good question. The prize um, is the prize, right? So, yeah. a prize is something that is separate from you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't inject myself into the lives of men. You're a man, you can handle all that. Now, if he comes to me and he is somebody who's, you know, wanting a listening ear that's that's pretty much the most i'm gonna give a a man okay. is a listening ear okay. um i don't offer suggestions or anything like that uh because his stress is not my stress so i, I mean good luck you know <laughs> with that but <laughs> i'll listen but I, i'm not gonna be like you know um, giving advice i'll be there to listen oh no yeah yeah okay. i never give advice or anything like that Okay. Okay. So like, let's say like he, you know, he comes and he complains about his job or something. Would you kind of like be like, oh yeah, babe, like that sucks. And like kind of join in on the little, on the little hate train or do you kind of just sit back and let him get it out? Yeah, I don't, I don't do pity parties at all. Um, I just, you know, if he, if he wants to talk about it, which clearly he does, if he's bringing it to me, then I'll listen. You know, if he asks me a question, then I'll answer it. Or, you know, if he says, hey, what do you think about this or something, then I will, you know, of course, answer. But um, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, that's because, because then if he's already spiraling down, mm-hmm. it's not going to help if I jump down there with him. You right, know? right. So a lot of times when people tell you about things like that, they know that there's nothing you can really do anyway. Yeah. So they probably just want you to listen. But yeah, I don't, um, I would I wouldn't jump on that with him yeah. at all. Mm-mm. Okay, okay. How do we draw the line between setting standards? So, for example, like letting them know what we want. You know, like the level of um, treatment that we expect from them, 
versus coming mm -hmm. off as somebody who is taking advantage of them. I think a lot of women struggle to find that line between coming across as, hey, like I'm used to a certain lifestyle versus I'm here to, you know, just take your coins. So I never verbalize my okay. standards. Okay. So that's not something that you ever need to say, hey, I'm used to being treated like this, because right. most likely that's a lie. If you have to tell somebody you're used to being treated like that, then they know that that's probably not the truth. That's like me saying, oh, my God, I'm so pretty. Yeah. Like, you don't have to, <laughs> you know, you don't have to say that. It's just something that is. So setting a standard is like somebody that wants to say, hey, let's go to Top Golf, which is like a uh, mini golf putt-putt thing, yeah. you know, around here. And that, that's not something I do. I hate being outside. I'm not going to be sweaty or whatever. So I'll be like, no, I really don't like that. Uh -huh. That's setting a standard. So you, it's like, why? I just, I don't like to be outside. Most people find that like, what the, what do you mean? You know? Mm -hmm. And I just let it be known in the beginning. I'm not going to do that. And, you know, I, I don't allow things that if it's a no for me, it's a no for me. Okay. I don't, don't allow people to. Uh, sway me or you know what I mean like some people I mean it's let's just go it's so-and-so's birthday it's fine and you know I don't I don't care who it is <laughs> I'm not going to bend what I say that I want right yeah. so that's that's setting a standard you know um if you're somebody that wants to be in a committed relationship setting a standard is not dating somebody who says hey I I don't want a commitment right now that's setting a standard mm -hmm. You know, so whatever ideals you have about a relationship, you need to have them in the beginning and stick to them mm -hmm. and not allow them to be swayed. Like if you're dating a guy and he's like, hey, let's not go out tonight. Let's just come back to my house. Setting a standard is saying no. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And, and saying it unapologetically. Yeah. And as far as like now um, taking advantage of a guy, I really don't care about taking advantage of a guy because they don't care about taking advantage of a woman. Right. You know, right. The, if you offer your body to him, he's going to take it. So yeah. if you offer your money to me, I'm going to take it. <laughs> so I really don't care what I mean, because they they should know in the beginning that that's a requirement. If you right. if, if that's the type of woman you are, it's a requirement for you to do those things for me. So I, I don't concern myself with other people's feelings. Even I concern myself with what I want and my feelings. Mm -hmm. So it kind of works out that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess the next question kind of goes into like the same kind of thing as the previous question, but how do you ask for gifts from the guy? Because Valentine's day is coming up. So do you drop right. hints or do you come right out and be like, can I get this or? So again, I don't, you know, men you are verbalize? very logical. Okay. I don't verbalize anything, Okay. but I always receive gifts. So like in conversations, like I said, when you're on the phone, um, like now everybody's all into love languages and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's something that is my love language is and, receiving gifts. So yeah, I, I you let said that, that in a know. video. You said my only mm -hmm. love language is receiving gifts. It is. <laughs> it literally is. Like, I don't care if somebody says, oh, you're pretty. Like, that's what lets me know. Because as a woman, if a man is giving you something and offering, uh -huh. that means he's into you. I've found this with every man, every race, every single man that I have been involved with dating or whatever has literally offered me gifts even before knowing that my love language was receiving gifts 
Why? Because men are givers. Hey, I really like you. So let me do this for you. Let me give this to you. Now, a gift could be, um, hey, I'm going to put gas in your car Mm -hmm. or, you know, oh, you forgot your headphones. Let me buy you some headphones or, you know, let me help you with this work project or whatever. A gift could be anything. So um, I'm not big on gifts, honestly, because a gift is something that's he can give you some headphones and her and her and her and her and her. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's good if you want to get gifts from a guy. But I, I, a gift to me is adoration. I want men to, like, adore me and, like, sleep at my feet. That's what I want. <laughs> Forget a dang on rose. I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need you to so, be obsessed with me. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of women get hung up on, oh, he bought me some perfume, but he's sleeping with the next girl yeah. and married to another one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a yeah. gift is a gift is very superficial and it doesn't really speak to how he really feels about you necessarily. Yeah. What do you think is the yeah. biggest telltale sign that a guy is into you then? If he's pursuing you like vehemently, okay. like always calling you, always texting, always wanting to be around you. Mm-hmm. Um, if he slowly like inserts himself into your life and you know, he doesn't really want to be around other people and you know, he's wanting to be with you exclusively. That's a, that's a tell. So adoration mm-hmm. is a telltale sign. This right here is a part of emotional mastery that a lot of women miss, right? Because women assume, Oh, he bought me a gift. So he really likes me right. or, Oh, he took me on a, to a steakhouse and spend a hundred dollars on my meal so he really likes me but if he's got money yeah. that really doesn't it doesn't matter to him yeah so he's doing these things for you but he's just doing them because he does those for everybody yeah so you have to pay attention to how he treats you and the way that he is in your presence and yeah. that's how you can really tell if he if he really likes you so if that's just how he treats everybody in his life then you're nothing right special yeah Yep. Right. Right. Exactly. Should we assume that a high value man is less likely to be faithful? And should we be more accepting of infidelity if they are spending money? So here's another term that just grinds me. High value. Like, what does that mean? Okay. Like, everybody has a high value, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, because some people want construction workers and that's a high value man to them. So I think that term is very relative, honestly. But I think you should assume that all men are not faithful, period. Okay, okay. Because most men are not faithful. They Why be monogamous when, why would I sleep with one person when I can sleep with three and they not find out? Yeah. You yeah. know, if my goal, which most men's goal is, is to have sex with women, and I can get more than one person to have sex with me at a time, I'm going to do it. Right. So if you go in assuming that he's not going to be faithful, then you never lose. Mm. Now, should you be accepting? Yeah, I mean, if you should you be accepting of infidelity? No, because I know that that most likely I mean, I I did a video on this. Men are as faithful as their opportunities. Mm -hmm. As long as you are the only one that's interested in him. He's faithful. Right. As soon as there's somebody at work that wants him, church or whatever the case, he's going to pursue that opportunity. So um, 
and money doesn't have anything to do with it. The brokest man in the world is sleeping with two and three women because women are dumb enough to do it. Yeah. So, you know, it's not it's not about him having money or him having high value. A man is a man. Yeah. And if there's more than one opportunity, he's going to pursue it. That's why I say women should date more than one person. Now, having sex with multiple people, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I would I don't ever say, you know, sleep with more than one man. But I definitely say keep your options open because men do. Yeah. And you said something in one of your videos that really stuck with me. And I remember it all the time. Okay. You said, if mm -hmm. you're worried about your competition, you've already lost. And I don't know if you remember saying that. <laughs> it was in one yes. of your lives. So, I mean, should we turn a blind eye to the fact that he's seeing other people or has other situations, do you think, if we already go in with that kind of mindset? And, you know, should we just kind of ignore it i mean not saying that we're accepting of it but should we just not right like you know how girls are we kind of dig for the dirt like should we kind of just right. not should we just kind of just leave it <laughs> and let it you know let it just happen and as long as you know we're good and we're taken mm -hmm. care of should we kind of just not be investigative yeah so i'm not i could care less what somebody else is doing okay i'm an adult and he's an adult so he can do he's free to do whatever he wants to do why especially because this is the reason why i can have such detachment in my dating life i don't dating does not equal sex right right so we're dating i don't care what good have fun go with go out with whoever you want to because i'm certainly doing it mm -hmm. i'm dating more than one person so i can't be like oh my god he's you know dating other people and whatever because i don't i don't have a competitive spirit in anything mm -hmm. i don't play sports i don't play cards i if you're already number one there's no room for anything else i literally concentrate on myself only yeah so i don't turn a blind eye to it um yeah because it's not your business he's an adult he has completely different thought processes than you he's got a mom like, who are you to tell somebody what they should do just because they decided to date you? And then just be they said, OK, we're going to be monogamous on, you know, February the 5th. He can change his mind on February the 29th. And that's OK. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a there's a billion people in the world. I don't get attached or, you know, so so hung up on one person because people are fickle. You yeah. know, that's where having your own life and your own personality and your own everything outside of him comes in because he's he's not obligated to do or be anything to you yeah yeah so especially so yeah, when you're just dating right that drives me in like what you're not even his now a wife is different okay. if you're somebody's wife okay you know you have we're supposed say. to be monogamous and yeah. yeah like I have some kind of say in what goes on or whatever but if you're just somebody I'm dating like for a couple weeks or somebody that we just now decided hey we want to be you know exclusive you don't have any right to even question somebody else of that now because I would feel a way if somebody questioned me like if somebody's like are you dating other people I would be like yeah but the most important part is 
I have time to date other people because you're not doing what I want, right? Yeah. So if if you're constantly pursuing me and we're spending all this time together, I wouldn't have time to be dating other people. But there's obviously something like a gap there. So you worry about the fact that while I'm on these other dates, I'm not with you. That's the part you concern yourself with, Mm -hmm. not if I'm dating other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's what are you doing that's allowing me to date other people? There you go. I mean, and that sounds kind of like a sociopath or whatever, but (laughs) literally like for real, because you you can only I I deal in controlled variables, right? The only thing I can control in this life is me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to drive yourself crazy if every guy you're dating, you're like, oh, my God, he told me that it was just going to be, you know, we were going to be exclusive and he's dating other people like, okay, why weren't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I just I deal in things that I can control. And if if him being with somebody else is a deal breaker for me, then leave him alone and move on to the next one. Yeah. That's a part of emotional mastery, too, to not. Yes. Women are so inclined to fall in love right away. And then that's why they become so shook when, you know, the guy isn't you know, faithful or not even faithful, right. like just monogamous or exclusive with them. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, and then it's, what are you in love with? Yeah. Like sometimes women, you know, you fall in love just based on, Oh, he said he wants to be with me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Women don't, women don't really even understand, or I guess they do understand it, but they give too much too soon. And then, um, then they wonder why, like, it, you know, falls to pieces or it doesn't come to fruition mm-hmm. because um, it's too soon. You yeah. know, you have to let it kind of grow before you just go, you know, heads, you know, all the way in, basically. Yeah. yeah. How do you keep the guy at a distance when he's really, really trying to get you into bed? Um you have your own life. I mean, and, and if you have other activities that you're involved in, he's going to have to try to interject himself into whatever little pockets of time you have. I don't have time for men after like, this was my rule when I was like dating, like a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. I had no dates after the sun went down. None. Mm. I never went out. If the sun was going down or setting, I'm out because once it gets dark, you know, things happen. feelings and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> then you get to drinking. Yeah. And you get to, you know. Yeah. All of that. And then it's like, oh, God, you know, then you lose your inhibitions. Um, but then it's like, OK. So that so that's one thing. I never go out after this after the street lights, basically, is what <laughs> I would say. <laughs> and then. So that's easy because, you you know, who's going to nobody's thinking about sex at lunch you yeah. know that's kind of weird nobody's yeah. just up in the middle of the day yeah. like ooh, ooh, hot and heavy you know like dude you're gross you know so, you're, it's like church hours <laughs> right exactly exactly so um so I keep it you know like that but I also um have standards like if he starts all that sexy talk and he hasn't really done anything to you know provide me with an even an idea of exclusivity or anything like that. I don't entertain it. I ignore it like I never heard it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you don't get to talk like that if we're not exclusive or anything like that. So I, I have very strong boundaries. Okay. Um, and that's how I, I avoid it. I don't, I'm, um, and men don't really, once they know you have a boundary in one thing, they're going to be very hard pressed to approach you in that area. Yeah. So that's what you can set a state, like the whole golf thing back to that. Mm-hmm. If he knows, Oh, she bending on that. He knows most likely you're not going to bend if he comes to talk to you about some sexy talk. Right. Because you've already put it in his mind like, hey, you can't change my mind. This is just what it is for me. So setting standards early is a way to avoid uh, a man like pursuing you really crazily about about sex and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because once you have Mm -hmm. boundaries about one thing, they assume that you're... You're just somebody with standards, so you're not willing to right. compromise on it. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's exactly right. How can you spot um, if a man is willing to spend money? How can you tell? Um, so that's kind of hard to tell, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but you can... T- so I ask questions about his profession okay. to know what he does. Um, if he's a single man with no children, mm-hmm. he's got money because what else is he going to spend it on? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you. if he's single and he doesn't have any children, that's common sense. Like, well, he must have money because he's a single person, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's an indicator. Also, um, the more money he has, the more he's going to be able to spend. So I don't, you know, I don't date people that work in, I did this video, I don't date blue collar workers mm-hmm. yeah. because a lot yeah, of times, yeah, yeah, they don't have I money. Agree. Yeah. So what's the point? I, I have three children. Right. I, it's going to be real frustrating to try to put your 35 cents with three cents, split it between three. Right. Like, come <laughs> on, you know, so you have to be logical about it. So I, of course, pay attention to his, um, to his, um career and whether or not also his past relationships Mm -hmm. if he talks about oh well I paid for her apartment and I you know gave her money for this and did that if he did that for one person then he's that's he's probably going to do it for multiple people right just she has to be somebody who can inspire that in him um so I I um the the profession is the number one thing he has to have the ability to spend money. Yeah. If you want a man that has money, you cannot settle for a man who's like, you know, has a mediocre job or has, you know, two wives and three kids. Like that yeah. person is going to be strapped for money. So yeah. don't ass- like, but he's going to give me money. He can't, you know. Yeah, it's not, so it's um, always it's already going to the three kids. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So you have to tell yourself the truth in those circumstances. Like, dang, I really want to date somebody with money and who can help me, you know, with my financial situation. Mm-hmm. And this guy can't do it. Yeah. Even if he's sweet and even if whatever, just be realistic. Like he has to have the ability to spend the money, first of all. Yeah. But just yeah. because a guy has money doesn't mean he's going to be willing to spend it. So what happens when that's True. the issue? True. So... A person who is stingy or greedy, basically, is going to be that way in all situations. So you can, if you go out with a, I've I've experienced this a lot. A lot of people who 
um, have new money, I call mm. it. And they just, you know, they just got mm. this job and they're just now able to buy that, you know, Mercedes or yeah. whatever they've always wanted. Yeah. That person is going to be stingy because they have to work hard for their money. Yeah. If they are a person who has kind of a cushy job and, you know, he doesn't really work very hard for his money, mm -hmm. then he may be more apt to give it to you. Also, if he splurges on himself, he will most likely splurge on you. Okay. You can find if a someone is selfish or selfless very, very soon. If he uh, volunteers at homeless shelters, we'll say, or some, or with the Boys and Girls Club or something, he's selfless, so he's willing to give of himself, so he's most likely going to be willing to give of his money, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So there's certain things that you can look for, like a person who's benevolent, a person who, you know, men who go to church yeah. will spend money on a woman, men who have a, a belief system and, you know, oh, well, I always, you know, want to look out for other people and help other people. That's somebody that's going to spend money on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's certain there's you. You can always tell if somebody's selfish. Also, if he tips the waiter, how does he tip yes. the waiter? Yes. So important. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, does he give like a $5 tip or does he give like a $25 tip? Right. That's a good indicator of how he, you know, if he's going to be a giver yeah. or not. And valet mm -hmm. and stuff. And just, right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. That's yep. a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Before mm -hmm. we wrap the show. We do a segment every week. It's called Weekly Weakness, all about your favorite thing of the moment. It could be a book, a product, a TV show, anything at all. What is your favorite thing right now? Okay, my favorite thing is, um, oh goodness, what is it? So it's probably <laughs> a beauty product. Okay, cool. There's a, um, it's a, let me hold on. I'm going to look it up. It's in, yeah. it's just for a, okay. it's a watermelon. I have to get the exact name. Cause it's like is it 40. Yes. It's a pink watermelon serum, something, yes. something, something. Is it from glow um, recipe? Yes. Okay. Glow recipe. It's the watermelon glow niacinamide dew drops. Mm. And oh my God, you can use it as like a primer you can use it as a uh, like a highlight. You mm -hmm. can use it under your makeup just by itself. Like it's really moisturizing for your skin, especially with, you know, it being dry outside yeah. in winter. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it smells amazing. It smells so good. I think their entire watermelon love line smells so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The entire line is amazing. Yeah. But that, that one product is like one of my favorite things this week because it's just... Oh my God. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what they put in it. And I've, <laughs> I've tried like their moisturizer or whatever, like back in the summer when it first dropped, mm -hmm. but Oh my God, that one is just, it's amazing. I love it. I love it to death. So that's my favorite sharing. thing this week. I need to go check that yeah. out. Oh my God. Yeah. You're, yeah. I've only tried their moisturizer, but this one, mm -hmm. you said it's, it's a good highlight. So it's shimmery. It, no, it's not shimmery. It's like dewy. Okay. So if okay, you want to okay. make your face look kind of, you know what I mean? How yeah. you go for that dewy look sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I need to I love it. Out. Please tell our listeners where they can find you, the Pink Print Academy, and the rest of your courses. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I am, my website is www.makayla.pink. 
And that's where you can find my courses, uh, my consultations, my books. Um, I have like everything Michaela Pink is on that website. Also, I have a Facebook group called the Pink Print Academy. Um, there's a free group and there's also a paid group where I, you know, do videos and other things that are not on YouTube in the paid group. But then there's the free um, the free group as well. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm on um, Instagram TikTok, um, what's the other one? Snapchat and Facebook as I am Michaela Pink. Or I'm sorry, on Facebook, I'm just Michaela Pink on there. But all the others have the same handle. I am Michaela Pink. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michaela, for coming on today. It was so much fun talking to you. And I always learn so much from you. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you. you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Michaela Pink. If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episodes, go ahead and give me five stars on iTunes. I know I ask for it every single episode, but it really does help you girl out so, so much. And have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, have fun, and I will catch you next Friday on Vibing and Valentino. Bye.